You know, last week I started this show by saying Honorado and Company. I didn't even know it until I went back and saw it later. It's Honorado and Miller. It's Chris Honorado live at King's Tavern right across the street from Saratoga Racecourse. It was pouring here not all that long ago as we do the show live on a Thursday night along with Ashley Miller at home. I'm, I'm with my people, though. This is like I got here an hour before the show started. It was quiet. Track let out. It's madness. I'm home by myself. You're with your people. I'm home by myself. Well, not exactly by myself, but home. ESPN's Laura Rutledge on the show this week to talk about NFL and college football with us. We're, of course, breaking down the Traverse Field as well. And we'll get into the Shohei Otani injury, the hot streak by Aaron Judge, which ended the losing streak of the New York Yankees. Let's go. This is Honorado and Miller, sponsored by Alpen House. Shout out to all of our local business partners. Thanks to Saratoga Eagle, Michelob Ultra, Bud Light, Neutral, all the good stuff they've got here at King's Tavern. Come check them out. Support the local brands like Saratoga Eagle. And uh, thanks to Jeff Buclick, the president, for uh, hooking us up here at King's Tavern, Jay Fitch, all the Fitch brothers, Jay and Pat, uh, for hosting us here tonight. Good, good stuff. Give you a better look maybe at the bar as we go along with the show. But let's let's get into it here, Ash. For me, the biggest news is this Shohei Otani injury. We've talked a ton about it leading up to the trade deadline. Hey, what are the Angels going to do? What should they do? I said it, and you go back on the shows and look. I thought they should have traded him. And it had to, the messaging had to have been, listen, you are still going to get the best free agent offer from us come this winter. We need to trade you because of what you're going to get us in return. We will then re-sign you, and we will be really, really good going forward. That had to be the pitch. And now you've got a guy who, in all likelihood, won't pitch in 2024. And to his personal detriment, isn't going to get the free agent contract that he could right. have gotten because of this tear in his pitching elbow. So it's nobody wins. Nobody wins with this injury. Not baseball fans, not the Angels organization, certainly not Shohei Otani's bank account. Yeah, I mean, you feel bad because he's a guy that seemingly everyone on that team, but also everyone in baseball loves. He's, he's got that personality that I think people gravitate toward. And not that you ever wish injury on anyone, but he's like the last person you wanted to see this happen to. Because, yeah, you want to see... Number one, the contract he was going to get, which, like you said, is not going to be what it was just because he's not – even if he pitches without having Tommy John or what, whether he pitches with Tommy John, it's going to be two years after Tommy John or maybe if he just tries to rehab it at least a year before he is who he is, and you're not going to pay him that contract just for a bat. So it's, it's disappointing from a fan perspective to see what would have ultimately played out. Now, no matter what plays out – I'm not sure that it would have played out truly the same way had this injury not happened. Yeah, I mean, people are saying, hey, Mike got a $500 million contract. He's going to be 30 years old next season, July of next season. He turns 30. Yep. What organizations out there are paying for a guy who's not going to pitch in year 30 and 
and then he's on the other side of that. And how many years are you giving him? I mean, I understand a, an eight-year contract for him as a DH, but I can't pay him eight years right. DH and pitcher money. I, I just can't do it. Right. So it's still going to be interesting to see. There will still be many, many suitors, but I wonder if this somehow, as disturbing as it sounds, is a blessing in disguise for the Angels. Because if the if the Steve Cohens and the L.A. Dodgers out there aren't willing to, like, seriously ante up, the Angels, and Artie Moreno can handle any kind of bidding war, but the Angels could just have a, as good a shot as any of these other teams now with Otani nursing a little bit of an injury. And again, as we do the show on a Thursday night, we're waiting to hear the extent of the injury. We know it's a UCL tear. We right. don't know if it requires surgery or not. You said it. Right. He's already had Tommy John. He had it after his rookie season in 2018. The guy's still a monster. He's still going to continue to bat this year. He right. hit his 44th home run yesterday just before he ended up injuring that elbow. So he's still going to be effective as a batter. You're just really going to miss that two-way stardom. Yeah, no doubt. I have a I, I know. I have you a have dog. a dog. You're preoccupied. Dog begging my I get attention. it. Hang on. Yeah. Show people, Boomer. Go ahead. I'll run a little roll call here. Sam is watching. There's Boomer. Yep. There he is. Carol's watching. We appreciate that. Carol is always. now. This is a member, honorary member of the Honorado clan tonight. Let me get to this here. So, Victor, it's great to have you on the show, Victor. Uh, Buffalo fan all of his life. Cancer survivor. Love it. Congratulations, man, for sure. But I will pivot off Buffalo to this. Need to fire Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman. We've certainly talked about this on the show. Yeah. It, it happens now, right? I mean, it was a nine-game losing streak. It's the longest since 1982. And they needed three home runs. They didn't need all three home runs from Aaron Judge, but they had three home runs from Aaron Judge just to snap that losing streak. Right. They're not making the playoffs. They haven't reached a World Series with Aaron Boone. Have they made an ALCS? Probably. Yeah. With Boone, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, not advancing the World Series, and, and Cashman called this a disaster of a season. I was watching Mets Braves. That's true. And Gary Cohen, who's the play-by-play guy for the Mets, was talking about it, and he said, boy, that's, that's, a, that's a harsh word. And I thought, no, not. not if you're paying attention to this Yankee season, right? Yeah. I would say it's not a harsh word. It's a reality. And it's it's about time. I'm glad that Brian Cashman views it as that because for most of this season, it's felt like Aaron Boone has been out of touch with the reality, which is the fact that it's a disaster. And I know nine losses in a row. You snap one, you come back, you lose again today. So you've lost 10 of 11 now. It's a it's as much of a disaster as it could possibly be. But I'm glad he finally said it because no one in that organization has said it and has always looked at this team with rose-colored glasses on. It's about time they look at it with normal glasses on. Yeah, I mean, some of the comments were, hey, I like this team. Hey, I still think we can make a run. Hey, you know, it, it was always a positive spin, and I appreciate the positivity as much as anybody, but sometimes, correct, you need reality to slap you right. in the face in order for something to change. Something will change. I mean, I don't know how. I don't know if both guys are getting fired, but certainly one uh, is going to go. Jeff Casey's checking in as well. 
Cashman has to go in order for Boone to go. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Listen, if Hal Steinbrenner says to Brian Cashman, it's either one of you or both of you, guess what? It's one of you. It's going to be Boone. Okay, Brian Cashman's not going to be that attached to uh, to his guy, Aaron Boone. So uh, I'm not worried about that. The Rockman is watching. He's got a uh, you all any football score prediction, which we'll get to here as we okay. jump into some college football later on in the show. College football season, Ash, unbelievable. So, of course, the Traverse this coming weekend at Saratoga Racecourse. Victor, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Big changes need to come for sure for the Yankees and Boomer as well. How's Boomer doing? Is he behaving over there? He's fine, but he keeps jumping down and then barking at me to lift him back up. So yeah. I need to then lean over the four foot stool and lift him back. All right. Well, I'll try to, I'll try to get, catch you a little bit of a break here. Let's take a commercial break. He's all right. When we come back here on Honorado and Miller live from King's Tavern, here is the look, by the way, here we go. Full on. I mean, it's, Christmas lights Looks always like Christmas. happening. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's uh it's not, but it's like Christmas in August yeah. for all horse racing fans. And we'll get into the Traverse. We'll make our predictions. Rockman is already in with his prediction. He likes Forte. Forte's the favorite. Billy Blake will share his prediction Ooh. when we come back here on Honorado and Miller live from King's Tavern. Back right after this. Teams, athletes, organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose. Claim your crown. You've heard of Unsung Heroes. The men and women of NYSCOBA are the unseen heroes. For the past year, you've learned about our many charitable endeavors. Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members, the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. NYSCOBA honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who help deliver a peaceful night's sleep. And now, back to Honorado and Miller, sponsored by Alpen House. Back on Honorado and Miller, again live from King's Tavern, right across the street from the Saratoga Racecourse, a wet Thursday. Mm -hmm. Friday, probably wet too, but yes. things are looking up for Saturday, and that's good, good news. You know, what kind of crowd are they going to get? Does it feel like there's a little less juice this year? There's a lot going on. We understand what's happening here at the race course with a 12th horse dying recently this year. Um, but you've got all three Triple Crown race winners and the Jim Dandy winner. I mean, this is the superfecta here. You had Not individual bad. horses win all the three Triple Crown races. You had a different horse win Jim Dandy. You've got the superfecta out of seven horses. Mm -hmm. So... It, it's a better's race. I'll say yep. that. It, it's a better's race. We'll see what uh, some of the more experts think about this. Uh, Billy Blake is uh, is doing a little handicapping. Uh -huh. He's watching a little Eagles football. 
All right. Not bad. That's not bad. not bad. Well, Billy, before we're done with the show here, if you're still watching, share with us a little trifecta. Would you help us win some money? And Ash and I will share uh, our predictions before the show is over as well. All right, Ash, we've got a little baseball theme that was going here. Let's just stick with it and jump into this segment. And now, Dirty, Difficult, and Done. Sponsored by Performance Industrial. Shout out to our guy, Bill Miller, at Performance Industrial, where there's never a job that's too dirty or too difficult for his team to get it done. Speaking of done, this is sad. And I'm a Braves fan. Little love for the Washington Nationals, right? Very little love. However, Steven Strasburg was dominant in 2019. Um, led the National League and wins 18 of them. Then was almost perfect in the postseason. Didn't lose a single game. And was the World Series MVP as the Nationals went on to beat the Astros. And ever since he signed that monster contract, $245 million, which happened the winter after he won World Series MVP, yep. he just hasn't been the same. He's only thrown like 500 total pitches since then. And now it comes out today that he will announce his retirement. It'll be official on September 9th. Former number one pick, really good pitcher. People are going to remember him for being injured too much. Mm -hmm. He had Tommy John surgery early on in his career. <laughs> the Nationals did innings limit, pitch limits with him after his rookie season. They didn't yep. let him pitch in the postseason at all. That's what people are going to remember about this guy, I think, and they're going to say he didn't live up to the hype. He didn't deliver on being a number one pick, but that isn't true. Go look at his career numbers. If he were healthy, his career numbers would be really, really impressive. Career ERA of only 324. That's really darn good. Big strikeout guy. He'll retire as the Nationals' all time franchise leading strikeout guy. So it's a it's a really nice career, Ash, mm -hmm. but you just can't help but think, man, what could have been with this guy? Yeah, I think that's the problem is like the numbers are great, but he didn't pitch more than he pitched in his career. And that's just kind of what it always felt like. Like, And he was one of those guys that it it's rare and has been rare, I'd say even the last 10 years, it's starting to get a little more common that a high school pitcher or player is talked about the way that he was before he ever made it to the majors. So the hype surrounding him, high school, college age, whatever, was so ridiculous that everyone knew his name before he ever got selected number one overall. And that doesn't happen a lot, even in yep. baseball now. Yep. Even the guys that you see, okay, we knew the guys from LSU because we had seen them in the College World Series. Yeah, but, but so often, baseball fans, any fans, don't know who these guys are when they're selected number one until we knew who he was and we knew all of the hype surrounding him because of the big arm talent. And it's unfortunate, again, that it just – you never got to see what could have been with him if he were healthy for the duration of his career, even if it was a short career, even if it was like a, a full seven or eight years. Great. But we didn't get that because he never played. It's funny you mentioned like knowing who he was before we saw him even on a big league mound. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Bryce Harper. And mm -hmm. those are two number one picks of the Washington Nationals. Um, Harper was the same way. We knew it coming out of mm -hmm. Juco. Yep. that this guy, as a catcher, uh, was going to be an incredible, 
incredible Major League Baseball player wherever he ended up. And now he's obviously an outfielder. He played, doesn't play the outfield much, plays a lot of first base because of the elbow. Um, but a heck of a DH for the Philadelphia Phillies as well. So, yeah, just uh, when I saw that, I thought, man, he'll still get a lot of his money and the Nationals will recoup a lot of it because yeah. of insurance. Yep. But when they gave him that big deal, it's funny. They win the World Series, mm-hmm. right? Harper had just walked the year before. Anthony Rendon walks in free agency. Monster deal to the Angels. That has not worked out. Nationals give Strasburg the huge deal. That didn't work out. It's, you know, Trey Turner eventually gets traded. Like, that team disassembled pretty darn quickly in Washington. Obviously, it shows because they're in last place in the yeah. NFL. I mean, listen, he got his World Series title. Yeah. And an MVP. Yep. Look, he was, he was terrific. All right, Ash, you're up. All right, my performance industrial, dirty, difficult, done. Uh, I love to get a little NHL in when I can, and not because I'm the biggest NHL fan, but because we don't do enough of it. So I slid my NHL into here, and and I say this knowing what I'm going to say sounds a little bit ridiculous. The deal is done. But my first thought when I read the headline about a four-year, $53 million contract extension for Austin Matthews was, that's probably not enough. Like, I I legitimately thought that number was going to be bigger and should have been bigger. And it gives him the highest average annual value of any player in the NHL. So I get it. Like he's making 13 plus million a year. It's more than any player in the NHL. And yet I still thought, man, that guy should have gotten more money because I just compare it to like, and I know you can't do it, but when you look at uh, NFL and NBA money and you look at what these guys put in and how much they play and how the, how much their bodies take a wear and tear. And he's one of the best to do it in the league. Currently he's one of the best American born players ever to do it already. Um, and I just thought he could probably give more, but it's done. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong. The number looked low. It felt low. You're right. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Well, um, all right, let's take uh, take another time out here, Ash. That was, I'm not sure. No, I, I lost you okay. for a second there. Oh, okay. All right. Well, something oh, happened. Okay. Uh, did you have a final thought on that? I don't want to cut you off completely. I just I lost you, and, and I have to get this in here. Let's go, Devils. When, since when has Rockman been a Devils? Fan? Now, now I had this thought as you were talking because I've said this about Patrick Mahomes that any time a quarterback signs a contract that ends up making him the highest paid guy in the league. Mahomes should always get a dollar more. Mm-hmm. Sam's with me here. Connor McDavid should always get a dollar more than the highest paid guy. Is that fair? Is is he is he hands down the best player in hockey, Connor McDavid? Probably. Yeah, probably. And and he will eventually, but this is how it goes. You have to sign the contract when the contract is up. Someone else signs their contract when their contract is up. So now he's going to have to wait until his is done to sign a better contract. Yeah, Yeah. That was the response to, is Connor McDavid the best player in the NHL? Yeah, Yeah. and I I think he is. I just, you know how I get. Sometimes I say stuff, and then I wish I could take it back almost immediately in that moment. So I thought, wait a minute, let me, I'll, I will pump my own brakes here and see. Okay. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, okay, I think so too. Uh, Laura Rutledge from ESPN still to come here on Honorado and Miller. Another good look here at this beautiful King's Tavern crowd in Saratoga Springs. 
right across the street from the race course. They pack them in here after the final race of the day. And we love being here to do the show to get you ready for the Travers there it Stakes. Is. Rock, you can't that, have both, that's how man. Long, I know. That's you how long the Devils lasted. You can't have both. Back right after this, live from King's Tavern, we're looking ahead to the Traverse on Saturday. Hang on, everybody. Back in a minute. Whether you're into lounging, cruising, or just relaxing, summer fun starts with Alpenhaus. Enjoy a smooth ride that'll change the way you boat forever on a Barletta pontoon powered by Mercury Outboard. Nobody makes a more reliable, powerful lineup of outboard motors than Mercury to continue propelling your adventures. Now's the perfect time to buy a new Barletta pontoon with the legendary performance of a Mercury outboard. Alpenhaus, Route 30 Amsterdam, and alpenhausboats.com. I don't care what kind of stories that's been told on you. That may be a lot of things in life you used to do. Ultra, 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. And now, back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpen House. Yes, Alpen House. Our great friends there, Andy Heck and Katie Osborne. Their support means so much to us each and every single week here on Honorado and Miller. And courtesy of Saratoga Eagle. Michelob Ultra, Bud White, Neutral, Hoop Tea. You know we love some Hoop Tea. They got it I all here. I currently love Hoop Tea, but At yeah. King's, no, you can't. At King's Tavern, come on by before the summer's over or even during football season. They've got every game on every TV here. Come check out the Fitch Brothers at King's Tavern even during the fall. I said, hey, Billy Blake, help us out with the Traverse. He likes Mage, Archangelo, disarm my winner is not in his trifecta and who knows more about horse racing me or billy i think we all know the answer to that billy so i'm not feeling so great about my prediction right now but you never know what happens and here's a look at the field in the 154th traverse states now flavian pratt is a board mage because of the injury that was sustained on Wednesday yep. in the feature race. Yep. Let me go back to this here. Okay, so you get a new jock on Mage, who Billy says is going to win this thing, and maybe he's boxing it. I don't know. But because he mentioned Mage first, I'm going to assume that's his winning horse. Forte's the favorite, 7-5 to five on the rail in a seven-horse field. Do you care that Forte's down inside? I don't know. Archangelo, what a great story. Ash, I'll ask you about Archangelo's trainer here coming up in a little bit. He is second choice on the morning line. Tappet Trice, the second Todd Fletcher horse, Mage. National treasure. treasure. When Bob Baffert sends a horse to the Traverse, I always think, okay, he knows something. He believes something. Johnny V's won more over this track than anybody else in history. Not necessarily the Traverse, but races all combined. Disarm. And then Scotland rounding out this field of seven in the Midsummer Derby post time at 6 11 this Saturday. What do you think, Ash? 
Uh, I, I mean, listen, it's a super talented field. It's funny because the last few years we've talked all about the horses that Chad Brown has in the Travers. And that's been kind of like, local boy, can he win the Travers? Well, this year, that storyline's off the table. Chad Brown doesn't have a Travers entry. And yet, this, you said it, for as much as people want to kind of poo-poo it and, and they want, everybody wants like a triple crown winner coming into the Travers. Well, okay, but you've got all three triple crown race winners and the two-year-old champ who just came off winning the dandy. What, what else could you possibly want? It, there is so much that will be determined from this particular race to determine three-year-old of the year. Obviously, the Breeders' Cup will have something to do with it, too. But whoever wins this race is going to put themselves in, and, and that's generally how it is, is going to put themselves in front for three-year-old of the year. All right, so let's talk a little bit about Archangelo and Jenna and, and Atucci. I know you were at her barn, um, Antonucci, at her yep. barn. Um, give us some insight into what kind of summer this woman is having after having won the Belmont, freaking out in front of everybody on national TV, yeah. uh, w which is well-deserved. Yeah. And now, you know, the chances she thinks she has with, with this horse on Saturday. It's funny because when I asked her about the video, I said, how many times have you watched the Belmont back and your reaction to it? And she was like, listen, I know she's like, a lot of people feel like it was like overdone or like it was an overreaction. She's like, but it was genuine at the time. Like, it, you know, she didn't believe she believed she could win. Nobody else believed she could win in a million years. You know what I mean? Like nobody was talking about her or this horse going into that race. So it was a genuine reaction. It was a great reaction. And it was a reaction that I think any other man in that situation who wasn't expected to win and threw a horse in and it kind of beat the odds, I think would have a sa the similar reaction. So, okay, hang on a second. I want to make sure I'm hearing this right. Do we think there was criticism because this was a female celebrating? I don't think it's because it was a female celebrating. I just think uh, and I'm not, and I'm not being... females celebrate differently than men. Okay, okay. I, I, I'm not. I'm not being um, harsh on yeah. the idea that a female might celebrate differently. But like, I, I'm. I'm basically saying like, if that's what people are thinking, that's why people are giving her a hard time. Yeah. I mean, she brought it up, not me. So my guess is she's heard it. Um, I, I didn't, you know, it wasn't something that I said because I thought it was awesome. And I loved every second of that reaction. Um, she did say she doesn't like labels, uh, which I thought was really interesting. Um, she's happy to have been the first, but she doesn't want, you know, to just like have it be known as like, this is it. She wants to then have this career beyond just this Belmont win. And it could start with the Travers. This is the first time this horse has run. Is that your wife? That's Ashley, my wife. Oh, it's your It's Ashley. Yeah. Hi, Ashley. Hello, how I are saw you? Ashley at um I'm home. The jockeys uh retire uh, the uh disabled jockeys and retirement um horses. My husband's Dave Warden, he has terminal cancer and he loves you. Yes, I and do you know, know that. We know Dave. We know Dave. Dave. Yes, we do. We're gonna catch up with Dave for a great golf tournament he runs That's every right. year. That's oh, right. I love you. There you go. Tell her I said hello. Thank she you can't guys. hear me. Ashley says hello. You guys in horse racing and all of this don't know what you mean to the people who are doing everything to live their lives to the fullest. 
and the pleasure you have all given people like my husband are greater than you know. And when I saw today that the um, races today were for our soldiers and for those in arms, there are so many people who are so appreciative of these moments of pleasure and these moments of embracement of racing and I've done the backstretch and the camaraderie that is in that backstretch that nobody ever gets to see and nobody understands what that brings to our community. Um, you guys represent the outside part, but the underworkings that make all of this happen that you guys get to publicize and bring to the community and the public is amazing and it's unfortunate that people don't get to understand all those things that like the Mary Lou Whitney's and all of these people have been working so hard for these families in the backstretch and the people with terminal cancer from all of those aspects there's so much that horse racing brings that you and Chris bring to every aspect of this and I thank you as a wife and as a citizen of Saratoga and <laughs> lived here all my life so who's your people. who's your travers pick oh it's so funny i am one of these people who play numbers and unfortunately okay, one through seven i know unfortunately i'm looking at all of them i had a patient in today and he was telling me well you gotta look at this one you gotta look at that one i'm like i think i'm gonna do a superfecta <laughs> there you go i know that's the most hysterical thing but we're very fortunate to have such a great field for such amazing travers this weekend. Have fun. All right. Thanks, Thank Chris. you. There you go. These are the people you meet at King's Tavern, Ash. Live interviews. How about that? Live walk-up interviews. I mean, I, th I thought it was just going to be a high five. Uh, it turned into something more. I'm sorry. You were in. You were in deep thought about the. And I took it off the rails, which it's is really nothing new. No, Jenna, uh, Jenna just doesn't want to be labeled, but she's yeah, happy to okay. carry the torch. She just wants this to be the beginning. She wants this to Good. be the start, kick open some doors, like she said, get a seat at the table and have it be the first of hopefully well, many. Well, your pick is Archangelo. Uh, yeah, it was a little bit a of a homer pick. pick? A little bit of a homer pick. I, I love Jenna. She could not have been nicer. Um, the horse is hilarious. We've talked about this before. Some of these horses who are stars, I mean, uh, Archangelo was quickly catapulted into stardom after you win a triple crown race, um, as was Jenna. And there were cameras there. I was there two or three times in the past week. Cameras from Fox, ESPN, et cetera, there every day that I was there. And he knows it. Like, he knows everybody's there for him. He'll strut, 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 stop and look at the camera, he's like, I compared him to Pharaoh. He's like Pharaoh in that he loved, they just love the attention and some horses know and and really just kind of thrive on it. He's one of those horses. So you're on Archangelo. I'm on National Tre Treasure and really for no other reason than he's a Baffert's, Baffert's sending him. But also, you know, I thought, I thought we would get better betting odds on Archangelo. But at five to two, right? I think is what right. he is. Right. Not good enough for like I. I want to win a little win bit money. of money with my pick here. I'm never right anyway. So if I can be right and win a little bit of money, I'll take it. I'm not trying to break down this okay. field. We're like I'm definitely going to be right. Go with me. I'm taking National Treasure because at eight to one on the morning line, there's value there. 
for a horse that won the Preakness and is trained by Bob Baffert, right? I'll take that. Rockman says you Albany football comes before the Travers. It actually doesn't. Uh, Travers is first at 6.11, and then you Albany football at 7 o'clock. But the Rockman has a prediction here for home us, opener. if I can get through I, all I'm of these I'm planning comments. to be at this home opener. Okay. Uh, we have, good. We've got the Travers, but no six or, or nine. Rockman us, says so. 53. That's an odd football number. 53 to 14. Now, Fordham is not a bad football team, but the Rockman likes you all being a blowout. Rockman, that's a, that's a crazy prediction. You know, he has shared wild predictions in the past, and they've, they've been strangely close. Now, this one won't be, but they've been strangely close. I feel like he's given predictions for when UAlbany plays a BCS team, and the, the gaps are greater. This yeah. shouldn't be a blowout like that no. one way or the other. Yeah. All right, quick timeout here. Speaking of college football, we've got Laura Rutledge teed up and ready to go here on Honorado and Miller. She's going to help us out with uh, college football season starts. Notre Dame will play uh, in opening weekend. We'll talk to Laura about the SEC. Georgia on top of the rankings. Alabama at four. What team has the best chance of stopping Georgia's shot at a three-peat? And what does she think is the most intriguing storyline going into the NFL season? That's next with ESPN's Laura Rutledge right here on Honorado and Miller. I don't care what kind of stories that's been told on you. That may be a lot of things in life you used to do. Six carbs and 95 calories. At Alpenhaus Boats, we know the value of having fun and making memories with family and friends. With a full line of versatile SunTracker pontoon boats featuring reliable Mercury outboard motors, it's our mission to make sure you have everything you need to get on the water and start having fun this boating season. Whether you're into fishing, relaxing with the family, or tubing and skiing, with Mercury and SunTracker, we're confident you'll find the perfect boat to fit your needs. Come see us at Alpenhaus Boats, Route 30 in Amsterdam, or shop online anytime at alpenhouseboats.com. And now, back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpen House. Back on Honorado and Miller. I mean, look at the setup here. Yeah, we're we're looking forward to Traverse Weekend at Saratoga Racecourse, but Laura Rutledge is is thinking college football and NFL season two, and, and I don't blame her. We're we're all thinking that. Laura, it's so good to have you on the show, host of SEC Nation, host of NFL Live. Thank you for doing this show. Oh, thanks for having me. Chris, I wish you could smell this through the TV because it really is delicious, I promise. All right, I'm going to do my best to hold off on all the food questions for a second and just hit one NFL question in particular that's probably on everybody's mind across the country, but certainly here in the capital region of New York. Is there a more intriguing storyline right now this NFL season than Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets? There's not. I mean, that's that's the one, right? And there's plenty of other storylines and layers to all of them. But 
you think about what the Jets have put into setting up Aaron Rodgers for success, building around him. The fact that, I mean, even just thinking about it on paper and reflecting on it, the fact that Aaron Rodgers is now with the New York Jets, we talked about it happening for so long and that it's actually happened. By all accounts, he's doing great things there so far and being a wonderful teammate. But they got to go out and do it. And I think we're going to find out a lot. You know, game one, Monday night football, Bills, Jets. It just doesn't get much better than that. I cannot wait to see what this offense looks like under him. I think they're going to be really great. But imagine if there's just even a couple hiccups here and there. It's going to be a lot of fun for all of us to analyze and talk about. Ultimately, though, I think they're a playoff contending team. Yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. And look, I I am a Packers fan. Yes, from New Jersey and living in upstate New York, still a Packers fan. Wow. But even even I am drawn to finding a way to watch the Jets each and every single week. I'm throwing up graphics here, Laura, as we talk with you of uh, the top ten in college football. Georgia, to nobody's surprise, is number one. I've heard many people across national platforms say they think Michigan's the best team in the country. In fact, Ohio State, Alabama, LSU. My question for you would be. What team do you think is the biggest threat to Georgia's shot at a three-peat? Yeah, it's a great question because I'm not sure there are many that are going to get there. And I I would actually say it could be Michigan. I think Georgia is a college football playoff team. I think Michigan's a college football playoff team. And so maybe if they happen to meet up in the semis, you might see one of them knock the other Mm. one out. And and maybe that would be a threat to Georgia. I, I just think they have smooth sailing all the way through the SEC. And and by the way, the SEC is a gauntlet. The Big Ten is a gauntlet in a lot of ways. Probably didn't get enough credit for being the gauntlet that it is. The one thing I throw out there, though, to really watch out for, at least within the SEC, is LSU. Um, and, and just thinking about the fact that they could potentially knock off Georgia like an SEC championship or something like that if you had the West versus East action. That would maybe be a hiccup because I think LSU is going to be really good again. But then again, LSU even has to get past Florida State to start the season. It wouldn't be a deal killer for them if they lost that game. But um, it's going to be fascinating to see. I I hope someone makes it super interesting. We're talking about a few different teams maybe in the college football playoff come December. Uh, what, What matchup will you have your daughter Reese choose early on? Did she have an opening weekend matchup she's got to pick? Well, so we're still trying to decide on that one. It's a great question because there's a few good ones. But I will tell you for sure, week two, Alabama, Texas, you're going to see Reese picking that game. And and Reese has a special surprise this year because baby Jack is going to be part of her pick. So stay tuned for that. What would Reese's tailgating uh, selection be? Yeah, well, she's actually very passionate about this. Uh, she loves Honey Big Ham's new tailgate packs. And the Pick 2 slider pack, personal favorite of hers, I think it's wonderful for little kids, not just Reese, because you do have the opportunity to throw the sliders out there. You've got the ham and Swiss. You've got the turkey and cheddar. And they can just grab it and run off and do whatever they do. Um, in fact, funny story, I, we were eating these the other day, and I found – a slider bun on the couch uh, later in the day. So she was definitely grabbing and going and doing her thing, but perfect for tailgating, perfect for the fall. Uh, I love the um, half-hand playmaker pack just because it gives you an opportunity to present this, this bone-in gorgeous half-ham at your tailgate, which I think impresses a lot of people. But, But Reese is going with the sliders. Okay. Uh, help help me out with this one because anytime football season rolls around, we it, look, it, it coincides well sliding into winter when we can afford to maybe pack on a couple extra pounds. How do we avoid that though? 
Yeah. Um, you know, listen, for me, um, I'm like, maybe you try to eat less bread. I don't know. But uh, that's... <laughs> Yeah, I haven't Just done that very well though. I, I I I enjoy some carbs here and there, but but yes, exactly. You can grab some ham instead, um, and you've also got some great side options. You know, broccoli is always a good thing to do. So you've got your bacon broccoli bliss salad right here, as well as your potato salad. Which, by the way, this stuff I I, I could drown myself in mm. this. It's so good. Um, but yeah, I, there are options. I mean, that's the thing that's so versatile about honey baked ham is you can throw just the meat out there, maybe some cheese as well. Um, that is also an option in the new tailgate pack. So just really for anybody's wants at a tailgate, honey baked ham has you covered. All right. I know this is a dangerous question uh, and I've never, I, I haven't been to an SEC football game, I will admit, but I'd love to get oh. to the Grove in Oxford uh, if it's up to you. And I'll, I'll take Florida off the table just because that seems unfair to you. Uh, if you can't pick Florida, where would you tailgate in the SEC? You mentioned it. It's got to be the Grove um, just for such a unique experience. I mean, all the stories you hear are true. The chandeliers and the tailgates, you've got all the decorations. People are dressed to the nines. I mean, I'm looking around. I'm, I'm there on TV and people are dressed way better than anything I've got on. It's it's absolutely a scene that you have to see. Sometimes people at times, now Ole Miss has been a lot better lately under Lane Kiffin, yep. but people at times have been in the Grove instead of going to the football game because <laughs> the tailgating is that good. So I would highly recommend visiting that one. Maybe stop by LSU as well because it's just so unique with the Cajun flavoring too. Why has why has this particular event tailgating really only seemingly worked for football? It's like no other sport has really kind of caught on. I know they do it, but not to the degree of football fans. Yeah, I think there's something special about football and what it means to people. It's a little bit nostalgic. A lot of times people remember as a kid going with their families at tailgates, maybe going with their mom or dad to a game. And so uh, there's that memory part of it that makes you want to make new memories with the people who are in your life currently. And I think for me, you know, when I think about just the scene of a tailgate, you get that crispness in the air of the fall, the smells, um, just knowing that everyone's getting to gather and celebrate. And football's the backdrop to that, right? But how many times, if you're really tailgating the right way, how many times do you look back and say, man, I really remember when they went for it on fourth down and they were able to convert, you know, in the third quarter. You're not really talking about that. You're like, man, that <laughs> that slider I had was so good. Or um, I loved when we were sitting there laughing about, you know, somebody tripped over some piece of grass, whatever it is. It's always something that's happened at the tailgate as opposed to even the football game, even though we love football and celebrate it. It's the reason why we do tailgate, why tailgates have had the most success, I think, with football as a backdrop. And let's face it, sometimes it's what happens at the tailgate that makes you forget what actually happened in the game. That There's a, there, there's a lot of time sometimes that leads up to it. Last thing, Laura, in just a little bit of 30 seconds I have left with you here. Uh, should college football be wary of a seemingly sleeping Saban? Everybody, I mean, Bama being ranked fourth in the preseason feels like they might as well be out of the rankings. A lot of uncertainty at the quarterback position with the Crimson Tide, but is this a spot that – you know Nick Saban well. Is this a spot that he loves where people people aren't really talking about him? He 100% prefers this spot to the rat poison other <laughs> alternative of everyone talking about how great they are. He hates that. So I, I will say there are some major questions about Alabama. Once again, you've got turnover at the coordinator positions, but they've done that before and they've had success. 
you don't know exactly who the quarterback's going to be, but I think they have talent in Ty Simpson and Jalen Milrow. There are great options there. And then there's always some players that come out of the woodworks. They've done a really good job in the transfer portal, getting a little bit bigger up front, getting a little bit bigger on the lines. I think that makes a difference. So either way, when it comes to Alabama, I I'm with you. You can't count them out. And Nick Saban's probably over there like, ooh, yeah, you know, keep doubting us. I love that. Exactly. The tailgate setup is incredible. Uh, thank you for sharing some of the tips here to get ready for kickoff, be it the college football season or NFL season, which also is not that far away. Laura Rutledge, ESPN's uh, SEC Nation, NFL Live. Thank you so much, Laura. Yeah, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. And if you want to get these tailgate packs, just go to honeybake.com slash tailgate. Thanks again. Love it. Teams. Athletes. Organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through product and purpose. Claim your crown. You've heard of unsung heroes. The men and women of Nyscoba are the unseen heroes. For the past year, you've learned about our many charitable endeavors. Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members, the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. Nyscoba honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who help deliver a peaceful night's sleep. And now, back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpen House. And back live now at King's Tavern in Saratoga Springs, right across the street from Saratoga Racecourse as we get ready for, of course, the Traverse Stakes on Saturday, a seven-horse field. We just broke it down a little bit for you. Ash likes Archangelo. I am taking National Treasure with some value at 8-1 to one on the morning line. All right, Ash, uh, we just talked with Laura Rutledge about this awesome. a little bit to get ready into the NFL season. I know she's one of our favorites uh, as we watch uh, so much of that ESPN coverage uh, at home. She was fun to chat with. And uh, ham, ham at a tailgate. Who knew? I, I don't know. I love honey-baked ham. I'm a sucker. Love honey-baked ham. Okay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to play in the preseason. Whoa. Okay, uh, this is all about Rodgers wanting to be a good first-year teammate. To try to show, like, hey, I'm invested. It's only going to be one series. I'll almost guarantee that. Um, but he'll be out there. And he'll get some work in with the guys. And the Garrett Wilsons of the world will absolutely love the fact that he is setting foot on a preseason football field. Big deal to you or not? Uh, yes and no. Big deal from the fact that he is acquiescing a little bit to say, yeah. I want to go out and do this. It's more of, it's like when you're, I'm going to say olive branch. It's not the right word, but like when you extend an olive branch, he is kind of extending his version of an olive branch to say like, okay, I'm going to start off on the right foot. I'm going to do what is best for this team, make my teammates feel good about me as a person, as a teammate. So yeah. that is his version of that. Good for him for doing it. If he plays one drive, it is insignificant and not going to mean anything in the in the long run. 
whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah, look, you just you don't leave him out there long enough to get injured. We know all the questions around this Jets offensive line. For me, if I'm Robert Sala, I'm not calling the plays. If I'm Nathaniel Hackett and I'm the offensive coordinator, I'm running the ball. Right. I'm running the ball. And then I'll throw it on third down if I need to. Yeah. And then I'm good. I mean, he'll throw it. He's got to throw it at least once. But that I think that's all you're going to get out of him in this preseason game. Hadn't played a preseason game with the Packers for like the last four years. Obviously, the COVID year was in there. They didn't play preseason games. Uh, but you get what I'm saying here. It was something yeah. that uh, Aaron Rodgers certainly avoided. You might get a little dink and dunk. Dink and dunk action. Yeah, it's a little screen. Well, screenplay, well, wide, well, wide receiver screen, get maybe, it out of his hands. Maybe find quickly. Alan Lazard somewhere over the middle for a 10-yard gain. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, something quick. All right. Uh, we asked Laura this question. Is there a more intriguing storyline in the NFL than this? I mean, no. To me, second best. Yeah, what is even close? Second best, and I'm not thinking it all the way through, is San Francisco with the drama at quarterback and – Sam Darnold as a backup, Bryce Purdy coming off surgery. How, what does he look like? Do they really still believe in him? And kind of all those questions. But other than that, no. And maybe Baker in Tampa. Like, I'm just not sure what really. I'm going to tell you what's what's second to this. It's yeah. Jordan Love in Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, I, nationally. I don't really care, but. You don't? You're not interested in that? I'm okay wow. interested. Okay. I mean, I think that's you're it. Is like because you're a Packers fan. That's why. No, no, trust me. This is a national discussion. Rodgers in New York, and what will Jordan Love look like 35 years after they had Favre and Rodgers back to back? Like that. Now it's like, okay, here's the guy that the Packers traded up to get mm-hmm. to replace Aaron Rodgers. Is he legit or not? I, I think. I think that's number two across the NFL, okay. but but you're right. I haven't put a ton of thought into this, knowing that my answer to the question on the screen is yeah, I mean, yes. Is yes. Yeah, I didn't really prepare for the, the second most, most, so I just throw, was throwing yeah. things out there. But Yep. Giants made a trade on Thursday. They get Isaiah Simmons, the uh, linebacker and safety from the Cardinals. He was the eighth overall pick in the 2020 NFL draft. Giants chose four slots ahead of that and took Andrew Thomas. Um, let's talk about that, and then we'll get into the Broncos and Jerry Judy. Yeah. Leading up to the draft in 2020, there was a lot of smoke around the Giants maybe taking Simmons with the fourth overall pick. So three years later, they get him in a trade for basically nothing, a 2024 seventh rounder. Yeah. And Simmons hasn't lived up to the billing mm-hmm. as an eighth overall pick, but you get him pretty much for nothing. And you liked him three years ago. Let's see if he yep. fits, right? Yeah, I, and, and I love this for them. I love this for any team. Uh, for a guy who his ceiling was so high and hasn't lived up to it, maybe it's a bad fit. Maybe things just aren't driving. Maybe you need to change a scenery, change a, a coaching, coaching staff. changes. Yeah. I, yeah, I just think that what's the worst that could happen? It doesn't pan out, and it's a seventh-round pick. Who cares? The Giants lose absolutely nothing even if Isaiah Simmons turns into absolutely nothing. Um, and I don't think he will. I think I think he'll bounce back at least in some capacity. And again, like the talk about this guy coming in, you said it. They were thinking of taking him fourth overall. Like this is a guy who 
had NFL scouts drooling over him. Uh, and I just think, like, they have absolutely nothing to lose. I love the move. He was a beast coming out of Clemson. The one thing that may, makes you pause now is understanding that the defensive line in front of him was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And they may have been occupying blockers. He might have been yep. running free. But still, athletically, he yeah. was recruited to play safety at Clemson. So athletically, yeah. he has all the tools to make this happen. We'll see if he really can do it. Here's one of the storylines you mentioned. Sam Darnold wins the backup job behind Brock Purdy. Purdy's ready to go. He mm-hmm. played in their last preseason game. He'll start week one. Darnold's the backup. Trey Lance, who was the number three overall pick, and the Niners traded up to get him, now is really his future is really uncertain with this squad. I think it was uncertain from the second that he broke, unfortunately, broke his ankle last year. Uh, this is a kid who they were so super high on, but who I think people have questions no matter what when you come from a place like North Dakota State. Uh, and as soon as he broke his leg, I thought, man, that's bad timing. Because as much as people say you can't lose a job to an injury, you sure as heck can lose a job to an injury. It happens all the time. And a guy like Bryce Purdy stepped in and grabbed the reins. And you, the way that he played to end that season, you knew that the Niners were going to give him that job almost no matter what, as long as he was healthy enough. You didn't think he was going to be healthy enough, but he's healthy enough, and now you've got to go let him lose that job. Uh, And it doesn't seem like he's going to. And I'm a little bit surprised that Sam Darnold is the backup there. I'll be honest with you. I've never been a Sam Darnold guy, uh, but from everything that has been reported. Or girl, for that matter. Everything that's been reported, he's been really good. And... I don't know. I'm just a little surprised that Trey Lance is the third option on that team. You know I've been a Sam Darnold guy, and I don't. it's not like I like USC or anything like that. I just felt like this guy is an NFL quarterback. He has the tools to do it. Um, and the Niners targeted him. They signed him early in free agency. Mm-hmm. It felt like they knew this guy was going to fit Kyle Shanahan's system. The preseason, or at least training camp, has proved that enough that uh, they elevate him over Trey Lance. And now we see what happens uh, with Lance. Okay. Uh, I jumped one ahead, but I'm going back to it now. Jerry Judy, going to miss several weeks. This is a major blow to a Broncos team that felt like maybe it could improve on last year. Russell Wilson's lost 15 pounds. He looks better at Sean Payton. They've rebuilt the offensive line. But this division is tough with the Chiefs and the Chargers, certainly. You're going to miss several weeks of, of their best wide receiver, like maybe October for this guy with a right hamstring injury. He had to leave practice on Thursday. Not good for a Denver Broncos team that uh, is going to try to compete in that AFC West. Yeah, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe they've already lost a wide receiver to an ACL this year. So, Well, Tim Patrick, the tight end, is oh, out okay. again. So okay. but that's back-to-back training camp injuries for Tim Patrick, and yeah. he's missed full seasons back-to-back. Tough. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll wrap this thing up with uh, some viewer comments here in just a moment. We're back in a minute live from King's Tavern in Saratoga Springs. At Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, and many more. Shop Marcellus Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. 
Life is about making memories. It's about sharing special moments with those we love and cherishing those moments forever. And what better way to create those memories than by spending time together in a space that is as beautiful and as special as the memories we create. Visit Alpen House on Route 30 in Amsterdam and Clifton Park Center and let us handle the heavy lifting. Take advantage of free local delivery and we'll haul away your old grill or patio furniture. And now, back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpen House. And we're live at King's Tavern, courtesy of Saratoga Eagle. And we'll give you a look at this place. Raining outside. Guess what? Party Not inside. Not here. People are having a great time. And what a spot to be located right across from the race course. It filled up here very, very quickly uh, after that final race at Saratoga. Today, as we do the show live on a Thursday night, if you're watching us on TV on my four Saturday nights or News Channel 13 Sunday mornings, Check us out online if you're around on a Thursday night at 6.30. New time slot for us. Uh, Sam had a question that I want to get to here before we say goodbye. U.S. Open starts on Monday. Sam will be there. I ran into him at the grocery store, and he told me, I'm going to the U.S. Open. I said, where's my ticket? He said, I don't have one for you. Uh, Who do I like? I like Djokovic. It'll be, a jo- it'll be a Djokovic-Alcaraz final, right? I was going to say, I, I, for me, it's like, a, how, do you not, how do you not like Alcaraz at this point? But Djokovic yeah. is a good reason why. Rockman says Rafa, but no Rafa at the U.S. Open this year. Still battling some of those injuries. Uh, yeah, okay. And Sam says, next time. Next. Sam, story of my life. Next time. What do you mean? Next time. We'll take you next time. I never next say that time. to you. When is the first offer? I say never. <laughs> well played. Well played. That's unlike you to be so funny on the spot like that. Well done. Yeah. All right. This We're on the record here. Have we National about treasure for me. Archangelo for Ash in the Traverse. Have a great weekend, everyone. Have a safe Ish. weekend. Fish, this it's a wild weekend. Fish concert tonight on a Thursday night. We've got Eric Church in town. Saratoga's got its its work cut out for it to be under control this weekend. Well, there's no chance of that, but if there's a town that knows how to party, it is Saratoga Springs. Be safe, everybody. Have a great weekend. Thanks for watching. Honorado and Miller.